0: Hi! Welcome to Irrelevant with Megan and John. I'm Megan. And I'm John. And this is episode 6. So, for episode 6, I got this idea from my sister Liz, and it's not... Well, here's what she said. She said you have to name your top 5 movies. And we found this incredibly difficult.
1: Yes. I particularly had a lot of trouble. I ended up having to pull up something with all my movies and... I had to go poster by poster just to come up with a list that was a lot lot larger than five.
0: So we have not seen each other's lists, and we're going to go movie by movie. So do you want to start? And this is not in particular order. This is just top five, not number one, unless you have that. Well,
1: I do have it in order. I'll go ahead and start from the bottom of okay. my list, and this is going to be surprising. And And there are movies that are multiples of movies that are as one movie okay um star wars obviously i put as on the bottom of my list of five but that's because it it kind of varies um and not any individual movie in this had as big of impact as some of the other movies on my list
0: i would agree that star wars is in your top five absolutely and i'm surprised (laughs) to here it's at the bottom
1: yeah well, I mean, it is a, f- a five of thousands of movies or how many I've watched, so that's not bad.
0: I really like Star Wars. Um, I think we have a lot of Star Wars in our relationship. Relationship, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, of course, I'm a child of the... I mean, I was born in 79, so I was there for everything of the 80s. Um, you know, I, my first beta VHS copy, I believe I saw... Till uh, you know, you know the ultra 4K HD whatever that there is these days. I've seen them a million times. Um, you can ask my family members. I was infatuated with them then. I think I had like the the VHS tr- uh, trilogy, and yeah, I Star Wars has been my thing uh, pretty much forever. I love them all. I have nothing bad to say. Oh no, I have plenty of bad to say, but I don't dislike any. Portion of the Star Wars universe more than any other I see it as what it is If there's some goofy acting I let it go I just enjoy it And in general if you just put all that aside Star Wars is great
0: We spent a lot of time in the theater On Star Wars Because uh-huh. we went to see all Seven at the time movies
1: Yes because it was the marathon With all the old older movies All what, Six of them And then Force Awakens
0: and I realized at that point that I do love Star Wars, maybe not as committed as I thought I was, and we are very old.
1: Yes, we are very old. We slept... The, you know, I, I woke up for little tidbits of each one of the movies, mostly the crawl at the beginning, and then it was lights out. It started late... What did it start at? Like Well, what the time? movie
0: was... The movie was, all the movies were supposed to end with Force Awakens at, I think, 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. So they started them at 3 a.m. Yes. But they let us in at 6 p.m. Yes. So we slept on the floor, charging our phones outside the, the theater. hallway, because yeah. it was completely closed, and we charged our phones and slept in the hallway until they started. And then we moved to the theater and also slept there. And we're very old.
1: You are very old.
0: (laughs) I love Star Wars, but I love Star Wars for the love story. In them, yes,
1: mine not so much.
0: I was confused the very first time I saw episode or A New Hope, and I was the original Star Wars. I was confused why that wasn't like more of a Luke and Leia relationship movie, (laughs) and then I realized somebody told me one of my parents, I think, was like they're brother and sister, and I was like gross, because I really was rooting for them.
1: Yes, didn't most of your Star Wars history, uh, you know, circle around the Lego Star Wars game?
0: Okay, listen, I saw Star Wars A New Hope in theaters when it was re-released, and that was my very first experience with Star Wars. Oh, gotcha. So it was in a theater, I think I was like a youth, and um, yeah, that was my first one, but then I did have the Star Wars Lego mo- or games on PlayStation, and they were really fun, but I didn't know the plot. So I had to call up some of my Star Wars friends and say, like, How What's going did on? did they end up killing General Grievous?
1: Yes. Yes. How does all this work out? <laughs> yeah.
0: So I that was it. And I, since being married to you, you have to be a Star Wars fan or get out because there's a lot of Star Wars. Yes, exactly. Our... Okay, we can't make this podcast about Star all Wars. All about Star Wars. So, so I'm going to go with my number five. And I realized when I was making this list that I really like genres of movies. So I think I've picked out my favorite movie of a genre so my first genre is my favorite author one of my favorite authors is john grisham and a movie i can watch based on a john grisham book we just watched it yes is the rainmaker yes and i like a time to kill and i like the pelican brief i don't like the firm because another vendetta i have is tom cruise
1: not a fan of i am a fan hate that guy i don't like him either but i like his i like his movies
0: tom cruise is worse than russell crowe But we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, so, yeah, The Rainmaker is one of my favorite movies. Um, It's definitely very close to the book. Um, So it's one of my favorite books, too. And I thought Matt Damon did a really good job. And it was just such a good movie. And it had such a good plot because it was written by John Grisham. And I can watch that movie at any time.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it came on because sometimes we'll put on my... uh... Or whatever it is, I used to watch movies, and we'll put it on shuffle, and we'll go to sleep. Now I don't know. Did it just come on shuffle, or it was did on you? Shuffle. yes, I woke up to it, but my eyes were shut. And uh, interesting fact: when your eyes are closed and you're watching Rainmaker, Matt Damon is Matthew McConaughey. So that's something to, to try next time you see that movie. Because I, just I was, was like, "Wow, it's time to kill" in my head because that's Matthew McConaughey.
0: And like Claire Danes was very popular when I was a kid, but she was a little bit too old for me to be like a cute Claire Danes fan, but I fan, but I really liked Claire Danes in The Rainmaker. Yeah. It's she good did movie. And excellent. I liked it. Good feel good movie. There you go. What's your number 4?
1: All right, my number 4 to you know, no surprise this is on my list, The Back to the Future trilogy.
0: So when I said five movies, you actually <laughs> I made are sure going to make 20. it as many as
1: possible. <laughs> Um, but there, you'll see there's one set that's not on this list, but it's unbelievable. But Back to the Future, grew up on it, never saw the original in the theater. I still don't think I've ever seen the original in a the theater. Uh, you know, I was a child of uh, HBO when we, could get, when we could afford it and VHS copies. And that's how I grew up on Back to the Future. But then in 1989, big year for me, it came out with a second movie. And, oh, God, it came out on Thanksgiving. We went to the movie theater and sold out. So we saw The Bear. And if you've ever seen The Bear, it's not a movie you should take a child to.
0: Never then the first,
1: first five minutes. I'm not going to go any more than that. But I did end up seeing it. And it's also something I spent a lot of – my stepmom would take me to see that movie and the third movie – several times we used to go to the dollar theater and see it and i have a lot of good memories of that but i love back to the future i can put back to the future you can ask my wife sitting right next to me i can put back to the future on at any time and have no problem sitting through the entire thing
0: here's a fun fact about back to the future i never saw it until i met you
1: that is a fun fact <laughs> but it's good yeah right?
0: um uh, no i you don't I not like it i don't like that movie are you serious i think it's super weird Especially it the is, whole mom thing. It is
1: definitely super weird, but that's why I like it. And it, it's supposed to be there. Like, that whole awkwardness of what the heck is going on, this is crazy, it's there on purpose.
0: But, like, I... Okay, maybe because I'm seeing it in the 2000s and it's, like, a wonky 80s movie to me, I feel like a weird incestual rape scenario has no business in a wonky feel-good family movie from the 80s. Well, the
1: ancestral, ancestral, Whatever. And the rape don't go together. They're two separate things. No, no. Just want to clarify That's that. That's
0: even worse because it's two different taboo topics in a wonky 80s family movie. Funny
1: is, growing up on that, I never put any of that in there. Never I, thought about it.
0: As I, Viewing it through my adult eyes, yes. did not love.
1: Yeah. So.
0: My number four, also based on a book, and this is an Alfred Hitchcock movie, and that movie is Rebecca. And Rebecca is my favorite book. It's by Daphne du Maurier. It's a classic. I think I've read it a hundred times. And I probably know most of it by heart now because I've read it so many times. And that movie is so fantastic. And it's very true to the book except the ending. But, um, yeah, any anytime I see Fog, I think last mm. night I dreamt I went to Manderley again. And takes me right there to Cornwall.
1: Now you didn't do the proper impersonation
0: I, can't, I don't I'm not gonna do that on the podcast okay she does a one. spot on impersonate. yes <laughs> but yeah so and then there's a fun fact about this movie in the book well I don't know if I want to spoil it for anyone
1: I think you're getting into that accent right now
0: <laughs> I'm not going to spoil Rebecca but okay. the book ends differently than the movie yes
1: and there's a reason for that and it's an interesting story so yeah you can look that up
0: so yeah, number four for me is Rebecca.
1: Okay, so my number three was kind of hard for me to put in. I, I honestly, what was going to be my number three was the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but I didn't end up putting that in because they didn't. Man, I don't. I'm, I'm about to change my mind. I'm just going to go with it. Braveheart. Ew. Yes. Now, say what you want about Mel Gibson.
0: That's another. On my There's a list. lot of
1: bad things to say about Mel Gibson, but.
0: But you love you, you love Braveheart.
1: We've tried to get our children to watch it several times and we get about halfway through it. It is completely historically inaccurate. you know if you go into any of that kind of stuff there's lots if you go back and look at a lot of things there's a lot of things that were not done well, but when I saw that movie for the first time, I was hooked and I I think it was on HBO and I was in my bedroom and I started watching it and I knew I had my bedtime and I said, forget it, I don't really care." And I just stayed up the whole night because it's that long and watched the movie, risking, you know, wrath of parents. And I love that movie.
0: I like Braveheart, but the best thing that ever came out of Braveheart is the soundtrack. And anytime I hear For the Love of a Princess, that's my absolute favorite piano solo song. Um, I love the soundtrack of Braveheart. I find it historically inaccurate. I hate Mel Gibson. And the older I get, the more I hate Braveheart. I feel like they could have done it a lot better.
1: Yeah, I I think it's changed as time's gone on. But when it comes to initial evaluation, I absolutely loved it. Initially, I thought, wow, finally they've made a historical movie that's accurate because I thought of the dirt and the grit and all that kind of stuff. And now you go back and you find out it's completely wrong. Um, Interesting fun fact on Braveheart, we both have Laserdisc stories of Braveheart. Yes, Braveheart is the only movie I've ever seen on Laserdisc. I went to my friend's house and he's like, hey, you want to watch Braveheart? And he pulls out this giant album. And I'm like, what is this? And we started playing it and it was super cool. Of course, I was a tech guy, so I was like, this is so cool. But yeah, that was my uh, Laserdisc story.
0: My dad got a Laserdisc machine when Laserdiscs were the wave of the future and i don't understand why anyone thought that that is an acceptable way to watch a movie because one of my other favorites but didn't make the list is titanic and that one legit has four discs that you have an a side and a b side and you have to stop in the not even the middle of the movie eight times and flip the disc over and I think that's ridiculous. I have no idea why anyone jumped on that bandwagon.
1: Yes. Uh, just uh, what a terrible who, way to watch yeah, a movie. Yeah. People who, who thought, well, I have to have the best of the best. And picture wise at the time and sound wise, it was. But no. Convenience wise, absolutely did we not.
0: throw the picture? Like, did we throw watching a movie from start to finish out the window? I mean,
1: audio, like, audio files, I don't know. The
0: VCR know. of Titanic only had two.
1: Yeah. I was surprised at that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Laserdisc and Braveheart. Anything else about Braveheart? No. All right. I'm almost regretting
1: my choice. Let me go back to Lord of the Rings.
0: My next favorite movie is a foreign movie, and that is Amelie. Okay. And I love Amelie because it's super fun. The French are clearly more comfortable with nudity and talk of sex than Americans are because there's a lot in that, and it's very just random in there, like... Americans kind of, like, are clutching their pearls, but the French are just like, yeah, that's how a baby's born. There's literally a baby born in that. But, yeah, I love Amelie because I think it's a really cute story. I love Audrey Tattoo. She's so good in that movie. She's adorable, and she's so fun and quirky, and I can't say enough good things about her performance in that movie, but that movie is so colorful and fun, and it has a great plot.
1: Wait. Colorful, yet... Is it not in black and white? Am I crazy?
0: You are crazy. It is oh. not in black and white. Why did I think it was in black and white?
1: It is subtitled.
0: Well, because if you don't speak French. Yes.
1: Uh, and I was going to say, uh, don't ever try to put it on with the English overdub for Megan. She won't put up with that.
0: Oh, no. It's meant to be in Subtitles or nothing. Yeah. I absolutely love Amelie. I I saw it in a film class, and it's a movie I never would have watched without that film class so and i have a bunch of those movies so i feel like this is the representative of like movies i saw in film class that i absolutely loved. but yeah so i love amelie it's definitely one of my favorite movies i can watch it anytime day or night
1: oh there you go um what number are we on
0: i think we have two more to go ah
1: so my number two okay my number two (laughs) to anyone who went to high school with me uh would not be a surprise forrest gump for for anyone gump. Who
0: knows you that would not be a surprise if it
1: is on i will watch it if i cannot find anything else to watch at night i will put it on it's like comforting i love forrest gump everything about the story the music is great the the time period i i love history so that it works out perfect for me i don't know what it is well i guess i do i just said so i love forrest gump um and I always, you know, think, man, I wish there was more. But there could never be another a sequel to Forrest Gump. That just wouldn't work. And they would, they could never recreate that. It was what it was at the time. And what I mean by high school is that our, uh, not a gym teacher. He was a gym teacher, but he was also our health teacher. He played that movie probably once a week in that class. So I've watched Forrest Gump probably a billion times.
0: I like Forrest Gump not that it wouldn't make any of my lists but i think it's a good movie unpopular opinion i think that it got so much hype because tom hanks is in it
1: yeah because he did a great job
0: he did do a good job but like not the best job
1: Hmm. i don't know controversial
0: he (laughs) plays like a Teenager and like a 40 year old, yes. and there's like, and no I don't difference. even
1: think about it, it never even crossed there's my mind. Not
0: one spray tan or of makeup <laughs> to differentiate. That's 100% the two ages. true.
1: That is 100% true. I,
0: it's like when John Malkovich is, never does a different accent. I yeah. feel like you're just not even trying because it's John Malkovich well, and I feel like you're not even trying. They would have because had to have had,
1: they would have had to have had a different actor. Exactly. They would have had to have had a different actor and they at that point they didn't want a different actor. They wanted they wanted him to be Forrest at that time. At and no point I'm is, perfectly willing to suspend disbelief for that.
0: At no point is Tom Hanks a believable teenager.
1: He's a great guy. I love that Not movie.
0: believable. Ah. At all. Okay.
1: Controversial. Now back to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't choose between my second and first. So I'm... I Are you cheating? I think I can. My number two movie, L.A. Confidential.
1: Is a great movie.
0: That is one of my all-time favorite movies. I have seen that movie a thousand times.
1: Rolo Tomasi.
0: Rollo Tomasi. But... Listen, it was ruined, and this is from last episode, by Russell Crowe in Les Miserables. And I stopped watching Russell Crowe movies after that. I've never seen, and will never see, The Gladiator. And I, um, he almost is ruined for this as Bud White. But I feel like Bud White is a complex character that's a little bit above Russell Crowe. So I'm willing to let that slide.
1: We have to let a lot slide to watch LA Confidential. We do
0: cuz Kevin Spacey Kevin is in, Spacey's that movie in it and, I think and we're in cancel culture.
1: Yeah, um, not to get too political, but um, I have to there are more movies with him in it that I have to just put aside who that is and watch it for the performance, for the movie. Well, we won't let get the into movie that. speak. Yes. Um, but LA
0: Confidential has a good story. Um, James Cromwell is amazing in it. Yeah. Um, Whoever played Ed Exley is really good. I just I love the dynamic. I love how all the characters are um, connected. It's well written. It's got such a good plot, and it's so full. Like it's not just like point A, point B, point C. It's like point A one, point four B. You know, yeah. like it's there's it just has an so ending much that going you, on.
1: You would not, if you saw the movie, you wouldn't guess what ended up happening.
0: And, like, millions of times I've seen that movie, and I catch something new every time. Yeah. It's so complex. And I really like complex movies.
1: So that was your number two? Two. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're
0: at number one. Number
1: one. So my number one is Shawshank Redemption. And that's a lot of people's number ones. It was kind of cliche for that to be your favorite movie, but it is true. It's probably the movie that had the most impact on me. It's the one that um, I got the most, in, uh, what would you say, um, emotionally invested in when I first saw it. Uh, I believe I saw, yeah, I, I, actually, I remember the day I saw, I saw it. I popped on on uh, HBO or something like that, and it's. I think I knew it was coming out. I was like, oh, I'll watch it, whatever. Um, and I started watching it, and I get about. A third of the way through, and I go walk in the living room, and my dad is watching it. So I I, I watched it with him for a while, and I think it, it was on. It ended up staying on all night, pretty late. But they, my dad, was totally cool with me staying up because you know we were just in love with watching this movie. So by the end, I'm of course emotionally drained, um, and it's just a movie I'll I'll never forget. And every time I watch it, I, I get choked up, like it. I love that movie, I, and it sounds stupid and cliche. But Shawshank Redemption is an amazing movie, based on a short story by <laughs> by uh, Stephen King. Not a lot of people, well, a lot of people know that, but not everyone knows that. Um, that that doesn't have a lot to do with what the movie ended up being, but it, it's an amazing movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it definitely should watch it.
0: I like Shawshank Redemption, but that's like another one of the Forrest Gump and Braveheart that I find them just a little too overrated for me. I love Shawshank Redemption. Are are we getting a divorce?
1: Yeah, the the face (laughs) that I'm giving.
0: I love Shawshank Redemption. It's a good movie, but it doesn't make any of my top lists. I'll watch it. I thought it was good when I saw it, but it's not anything I want to watch over and over again. Because it's like the sixth sense. Like, if you know the ending, then it's not... It's just not very complex to me. Not for me. All right. All right. Agree to disagree. Yes. All right. So my number one is a feminist tale.
1: A feminist tale.
0: Yes. Everyone loves a strong, powerful woman. Oh, I know.
1: I know where this is going.
0: And this also is one of those representative movies of one of my favorite directors, and that's Quentin Tarantino. And my very favorite movie, I'm going to pull a John and call two movies one movie, and that's Kill Bill. And I think that is the best movie of all time.
1: And I will have to say, it was in the running to be on this list. Yeah. On my list.
0: Well, you're wrong for not putting it in your (laughs) top five, but... Kill Bill is the best movie on Earth. Uma Thurman did an amazing job. And I'm a huge Uma Thurman fan. So that probably helps a little too. Like, yes. I have a huge girl crush on Uma Thurman. You've I think met she's... her,
1: right? No. No. Oh, it was um Daryl Hannah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I have met Daryl Hannah, So she is in this. But um, yeah, Uma Thurman is amazing. And it's such an empowering tale. And even though there's like a lot that happens to her, like, it's just like... Women overcoming like baloney from men to get to the top, and all she wants to be is a mom.
1: Yes, um, it is ultra gore,
0: definitely ultra violence. You don't see that from a lot of like femme flicks,
1: yes, um, but it's done in a way where it's over the top to where you can kind of throw it away. I mean, there is a section that actually in the first movie that goes to black and white for US censors. And I can see why. And I think the last time I saw it, I, I, I remember why. I think I like the U.S. censored version more than the, the international version that doesn't go to black and white. Because it it kind of turned my stomach a little bit. But that's the only section it, that that really came some to. Some heavy
0: things in that. Definitely heavy uh, conversations. Yes. Anyway. Kill Bill is one of my favorite movies. Is my favorite. I have to say it's my favorite. I'll watch it anytime, day or night another good soundtrack i love a good soundtrack can't beat that yes i think we just found it yes in we our, found a song out when of we nowhere were learning or listening to pan flutes and pan we flutes. we're like oh oh my this god is we're like, this bill. is kill bill so yeah it was really hard we wanted to add in extras but we're not going to because we're already <laughs> over it's in my hand i want to say it no that's another one we'll just list the movies we like on another podcast yeah so that's episode six Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook and interact with us there and give us some new ideas for podcasts and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening. Thanks guys. Bye.